You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. It's time to talk about the Green Bay Packers. This is your Green Bay Packers update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com and powered by Overtime Media. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, hosted by Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy, and I am your host, J.J. Leahy. Wide receiver Darius Shepard and tight end slash H-back John Lovett have been promoted to the active roster. No surprise, since Devontae Adams and Josiah DeGuara are both unlikely to play. At the very least, Darius Shepard provides some depth at wide receiver in case of an injury to Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Malik Taylor, or Tyler Irvin. A lot of fans on Twitter were hoping for Reggie Begleton or newly acquired Robert Foster off of the Bills practice squad as this new depth wide receiver. Keep in mind, though, Darius Shepard is the most familiar with the playbook. He spent the most time with the Packers, and Matt LaFleur really likes him. John Lovett has been elevated twice, that is a temporary promotion from the practice squad to the active roster, and twice is the maximum, so since the Packers wanted to continue using him, they had to promote him to the active roster full-time. The team did make an elevation. Newly acquired defensive tackle Billy Wynn from the Denver Broncos, who has not played in the NFL since 2017, has been activated for the game in New Orleans. This does not bode well for Kenny Clark's game status. However, as I said on Twitter, I will take any defensive line help we can get. Depth is so thin there that an injury to just one player likely means significant snaps for Mr. Billy Wynn. Sunday night's game between the Packers and Saints is monumental. Both teams have a lot to prove, and going into the game, it's billed as a heavyweight matchup. However, no matter which team wins, the narrative after this game is likely going to be very different. As of this moment, these two teams and the Seahawks are the cream of the NFC. Defensive woes for both teams and a humiliating loss for the Saints last Monday in Las Vegas have left a lot of questions and cracks in the reputation of these two teams. Sunday night's victor will likely solidify their claim as the team to beat in this conference. 
leaving the loser to lick their wounds and face renewed criticism. Unfortunately for the Packers, Sean Payton and the Saints are on the warpath, frustrated about last week's poor performance, and desperate to prove that they're still one of the best teams in the NFC. After the game was over, head coach Payton kept his team up reviewing film in Las Vegas before flying home Tuesday morning. Star defensive end Cam Jordan was quick to say that the team is ready to move on from that game and clean up their mistakes. Getting a cold, slow start to the season is nothing new for the Saints. They've done that several years now. Additionally, Drew Brees has faced extraordinary criticism over this past week for his poor play and apparent inability to pass the ball further than about five yards. You have to imagine one of these weeks he's going to go off and turn in a star performance. Even if he's no longer the old Drew Brees, the NFL has feared for quite some time. And an excellent opportunity for that to happen is coming up this week. It's a home game in the Superdome versus a team expected to be deep in the playoff hunt with a Hall of Fame lock quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, who has been compared to Drew for most of his career. The pressure will be on. So how do the two teams stack up against each other? Interestingly, both teams really struggle to cover tight ends, one of their biggest weaknesses on defense. Unfortunately, this swings much more in the favor of the Saints than it does the Packers. The Packers actually rank dead last in the league when it comes to covering tight ends. Additionally, the Saints have a much more talented tight end in Jared Cook, yes, a former Packer, than the Packers have in Mercedes Lewis, Bob Tanyan, or Jay Sternberger. Both defenses also struggle mightily to stop the run. Here's a big difference. The Saints devoted all of their assets to trying to stop Josh Jacobs in Las Vegas last week. This is very similar to the strategy that Minnesota employed against Green Bay, which didn't work out at all. Aaron Rodgers and his receivers tore up the Vikings through the air and likely could do the same to the Saints. Although New Orleans does have far better cornerbacks than the Vikings or the Detroit Lions have. Conversely, Mike Pettin and the Packers value stopping the run hardly at all. They will likely focus all of their efforts on shutting down the passing game, or even better, taking the ball away via interception. And because this will likely be a very high-scoring game, those takeaways probably make the difference between a win or a loss for either team. If the Packers can generate takeaways, find ways to put pressure on Drew Brees, and dominate time of possession, this game should be a slam dunk. However, one of the more effective uses that the Saints can have for Alvin Kamara aside from catching passes in Michael Thomas's place, is to keep getting first downs and try and dominate their time of possession. The Packers do struggle significantly to stop the run, although I expect to see a difference here compared to what we saw in weeks one and two and in the championship game last year. Matt LaFleur made some halftime adjustments and seemingly motivated his defense in the locker room at halftime versus the Lions. And I expect that trend to continue this week with continued improvement along the defensive line even if Kenny Clark is not able to play. Another development to keep an eye on is whether the Saints will use first-round pick Cesar Ruiz over center Eric McCoy, who has not done well at all. The Packers are currently ranked 18th in the league when it comes to generating pressure, which is not acceptable at all. If McCoy plays over Ruiz, this is a weakness that the Packers might be able to exploit. Michael Thomas has been downgraded to out, and Devontae Adams is listed as doubtful. But give me the Packers without Devontae over the Saints without Michael Thomas. Emmanuel Sanders has not performed up to par thus far in New Orleans. With Ted Ginn now being in Chicago, the Saints' only true deep threat is actually tight end Jared Cook. Now, if you watch the 49ers-Saints game last year, you'll know that Cook is more than capable of getting downfield and putting up some big plays. Likely, the entirety of the Saints' offense will run through Cook and Kamara. 
That being said, the inability to stretch the field might prove to be a downfall for the Saints if the Packers are able to play with their DBs closer to the line of scrimmage. This could allow the Packers to spend much more time in a nickel 40 with an extra linebacker, focusing more resources on stopping their run and the short passes on short crossing routes. But we also need to see a significant improvement from our pass rushers. So far, Rashawn Gary is performing the best off of the team. Zadarius is doing okay. Preston is pretty much invisible, at least through the first two weeks. Breeze has one of the shorter times to throw in the NFL. He likes to get the ball out of his hand quickly, but also does not like to move around much in the pocket. Which means if the Packers' pass coverage can stay perfect, the pass rushers should have an opportunity to get home and hit the quarterback even though most of the time he does not give pass rushers enough time to get that job done before the ball leaves his hands. While I do think Rashawn Gary will get at least one sack tomorrow, it's likely that the biggest impact the pass rushers will have on the game is the ability to force Drew to throw bad passes. And that could be all it takes to sink the New Orleans offense and let the Packers create those turnovers they so badly need in order to win this game. The Packers offense, on the other hand, needs to be very careful about protecting the ball. They've been known to allow fumbles, botched snaps, and interceptions off the hands of receivers to sink games before in recent memory. Whoever wins the turnover battle wins the game this Sunday. And a word of advice to those of you who play fantasy football. If you are considering playing the Saints or Packers defenses this Sunday, there will be a lot better opportunities coming up soon than this likely high-scoring shootout. Go ahead and play offensive players in fantasy, but let those defenses sit on your bench. No matter the outcome, this should be an extremely fun game for NFL fans. And it could just as easily be a preview for the NFC Championship game this year as it could be the last time we ever see Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers play against each other. That does it for today. For more in-depth analysis and a look at Packers strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the Packernet Podcast, hosted by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to packernet.com and join the Packernet Podcast Facebook group. You can follow me on Twitter at JJ Leahy and send in questions, which I can read out loud on this show and stay up to date on all the breaking news. This has been the Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update.